Hi everyone, Ashley Brown here, and this is the first of our, uh, well, our special podcasts on the forthcoming election for Hawks Insiders. Uh, all members going to the board, uh, going to the polls next month uh, with some excellent candidates, and we're going to meet as many of them as possible over the next little while. Uh, I've got my co-hosts Andrew Weiss and da- Danny Prince here. Hello, gentlemen. G'day, Ash. Hey, Ash. How are you? Good to have you here. And we are with James Molino. James is, as we speak, packing up his electoral office in uh, Monbulk, which I think was in 2002. So that's 20 years of memories, James. And you're packing yeah, up. that's right, Ash. You're finishing up with one. You're out of getting out of one, uh, almost like jumping from the fireplace uh, into the fire, really, uh, leaving state politics, hoping to get onto the board of the Hawthorne Football Club. Um, so let's we'll get into the serious stuff in a sec, James. But I want to start off we're going to have this conversation with all the people we get on this podcast in the next little while. And firstly, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Give us your Hawthorne uh, background story, your, your Hawthorne origin story. Yeah, thanks, Ash and uh, and Danny and and Andrew. Um, so lifelong uh, Hawthorne s- supporter and um, the Molino clan. The whole the whole lot of us are pretty much Hawthorne supporters, and uh, I've been a member for twenty nine years. But uh, very quickly to go back to the start. Uh, my uncle Joe arrived in uh, Australia in the, must have been the late 50s. My dad arrived in 1961 and Uncle Joe took dad to Glen Ferry uh, to, to watch the Hawks and, um, and, you know, watch this weird game. And, uh, and dad, uh, dad got hooked on the Hawks and um, bless Uncle Joe, uh, he, he lived near Glen Ferry Oval. Uh, I was talking to dad the other night and he said, um, uh, Uncle Joe used to take him and they climbed onto the top of the toilet block so they could get the best view of the game happening. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, the, that's the, um, the start of it. And then, you know, I'm one of those lucky ones that was, uh, went to primary school and secondary school as a Hawthorne supporter. So those, those glory years through the, uh, the 70s and particularly the 80s, um, and didn't actually didn't actually go to a grand final until um, 2008 was the first grand final I saw in the flesh because when when the Hawks were in the finals all the Molinos got together all the cousins all the uncles and aunties so there'd be this massive crowd of people watching watching the TV and um, none of us could you know really felt good if we were two or three of us was at was at the game and uh, and the rest were at home so um yeah that's uh, that's my hawthorne story and um you know i've been a lifelong member and supporter of the of the club where did you sit at princess park where was the molino where did you park for that when that was home for a long time yeah usually usually on the wing and and same at waverley uh we used to we used to like um uh sitting on the wing mainly and um, yeah, great, great memories. I was, um, uh, dad's got memories of Glen Ferry, but my, my first memories of actually watching, watching the game was at Princess Park and then, uh, and then off to Waverley. Who was in the duffel coat? <laughs> uh, oh, there, there were a few over the years, but um, being of Italian blood, uh, Dipper was, uh, was huge. Um, so, and, and actually, um, it, he was at a. Um, he spoke at a function at the Up Upway Tacoma Footy Club uh, this season, so uh, it was good to it was good to catch up with him. But yeah, Dipper was my hero. But 
Uh, there was a bunch of others. Um, Terry Wallace in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Ayers, Platten, uh, Dermot. But, uh, but Dipper was the, uh, was the number. You didn't get around in the tight leather pants like Terry Wallace used to. <laughs> no, no, could never manage the, the nightclubs of the eastern suburbs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In the in the tanning salon as well. <laughs> I want to ask you, um, Martin Pakula, your colleague and and friend, he's the card carrying nuffy in terms of football passion in the uh, in the in the caucus. I think I, I think he has no peer. So if he's a, if he's a ten. His passion of Carlton is a ten. What is yours uh, for Hawthorne by comparison? He's given me a th- uh, he's given me an indication, by the way. So I want to see where that matches up. Oh, really? Ah, very good. Uh, well, my, my passion is right up there. So you know, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm I'm a ten. Absolutely. Yeah. He's um uh he's you, you're right about Marty. Um, absolutely passionate about the Blues and um. Uh, you know, his, his emotions ride the wave of the Carlton Footy Club um, around the cabinet table, on Twitter. Uh, so he's very, he's very vocal about it. Is the cabinet table like, uh, like any workplace where you discuss the, you know, when you sit down for me, you might discuss the footy before you get down to business? Yeah, no doubt. So um, cabinet's always on a Monday. <laughs> uh, in the Brax government, it was Monday morning. In, in, the, in the Andrews government, it's Monday afternoon, but it's always the Monday. So as we as we head in to the you know sit sit in our places around the round table, uh, definitely the first topic is uh, your your footy team in the weekend. Oh, well, it's good to see that you're grounded. If nothing else, let's get into it, uh, James. Let's. Uh, what was the what's the drop dead the, the drop moment that you thought you know actually I want this is something I want to do I want to pursue a, a seat on the board of the Hawthorne Footy Club. Yeah, Ash. There's probably probably a couple of things. Um, and it's and it's in two camps, if you like. Uh, and and I should I should say outside at, at the outset. Um, I think on field, and we might get to this later. On field, I think the club's going in the right direction. Uh, but there's there's been red flags for me over the last few years. Um, and uh, firstly, firstly, in terms of um, players and their families, that that point point to me that we've got some issues with our culture at the club and and the first the first time you know I really became worried about that was just the the disengagement of um Cyril Rioli from the footy club he wants nothing to do with the Hawthorne footy club and that just and I know for me for you know the people I go to the footy with um to other friends and members you know it sort of rang alarm bells for a lot of people you know what what's happening at the club that Someone like Cyril wants nothing to do with us. So that was the the beginning, and then and then that um, that that's progressed all the way through to, you know, the recent reports of some pretty harrowing um, information that we've we've read in the papers, and is now subject uh, to to an independent investigation. So um, I've, I've become concerned over the last few years that we haven't we haven't got the culture of our club right, and you know, we talk about being the family club, but if we've got players and families, and particularly First Nations players and families that don't feel that they belong at the club, that they're connected to the club once they finish playing, or indeed during their playing career, um, that's alarm bells for me. And then the second, the second thing, Ash, is uh, I, I feel the club has disconnected from its membership base, and you know the 
you asking about the moment that I absolutely decided to put my hand up. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. You know, I love the club. Everyone who gets involved in the club loves the club. Um, but the thing that really, um, really uh, made my final decision was the fact that, you know, the, the club's almost fearful of its members. You know, you hiding hiding the date of the close of nominations and then announcing the AGM once nominations have closed, it's it it's it's fearful of people putting their hand up and saying, you know, I've got something to offer. I want to be involved in the club. But the leadership of the club at a board level um, wants to keep it internal and is fearful of people putting their hands up. Um, the fact that um, the chair of the nomination committee became Jeff Kennett's nominee for president of the football club. You know, so there's, we hear the word governance from some people within the club, but that's where it begins and ends. The governance, I think, is pretty poor and the disconnection with the membership. So they're, they're, the, two, they're the two issues that um, have really driven me to put my hand up. Um, there's a bunch of other things, Ash, that I'm, I'm really keen on. Uh, the, the Kennedy Centre, I think, is a great project and will set the club up for the next 50 years. Uh, you know, men, men's and women's elite program facilities, community facilities, uh, but we need to deliver on that. And that includes engaging with the government of the day on getting that support. So that's something I'm keen on. And then fourthly, um, just the sustainability of the club, you know, things can quickly go south. Um, you know, we won, we won a premiership and then, you know, a handful of years later, we were fighting for our survival. Uh, I think the move out of pokies is a good thing. And, and I'm glad that the club have made steps to get out of pokies. Um, I can't wait to see a Tassie team running around in the AFL. But those two things mean we, we need to look very closely at where does our revenue come? Uh, where does our revenue come from? Because both those things are good things. Getting out of pokies and Tassie coming into the competition, but where's our long-term sustainability? So they're, they're probably four things that um, have motivated me to put my hand up. So there's probably, uh, uh, we can probably unpack each of those items individually because obviously they're core, that they're fundamental um, parts of a campaign to become a board member. So I think if, if we go back to the start and address maybe the ugliest of all of those items and the cultural side of things first. Yeah. Um, how how do you see that playing out in terms of from your role as a potential board member and the separation of um, everything that's happened in the past with how you assess the club culturally at the moment where you want it to get to in the future and and I guess managing all of those those at the same time yeah thanks Andrew and this this is where uh the, the, the leadership at a board level is, is really critical for, for a football club. And, and we've seen it uh, at, at the Hawthorne Footy Club. You see it at Sydney, Geelong, Richmond. You get the, the off-field right. You get the off-field leadership right. You have the right people in the right positions. You have the culture of the organisation right. 
um, the foot, the on-field will then take care of itself if you've got the right people in, in, the, in, in the coaching staff and your playing list. But you've got to get the off-field right. And if you don't have your culture right, um, you will not get success. And it doesn't, you know, you're basically tying um, Sam and, and Beck with one hand behind their back if you don't get the culture right. And this is where the leadership from the, from the board and then through the CEO, everyone who works at the club, everyone who volunteers at the club, um, if you get the culture right, then success will follow. Um, and, that's, and that's, I think, something that's been lacking in terms of what are the immediate steps, Andrew? Um, the immediate step for me would be um, dealing with the independent investigation um, swiftly, transparently, and with empathy and compassion for everyone involved. Um, we, ne we, need to, um, we need to not just talk about culture and governance, you need to practice it. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the, first, the first hurdle of the board following the election, that they must get that right. Are you worried that it's, it's, it's looking more like it's going to be a stalemate, James, in that uh, the, the complainants have had their say and are very reluctant, and perhaps I'm interested in your view on this, whether, whether they think they don't want to go through the AFL process now. They're arguing... We've already said what we have to say, but we and we certainly don't respect an AFL brokered process. And you're going to have the the, the alleged, you know, Clarkson, Jason Burt, Chris Fagan, they're going to have their say to the AFL process. But they're not talking. They're, they're talking across purposes. I'm worried there's going to be no real outcome. How does the club manage it if this is if if that's if that's what happened? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, um, Ash and. Um, it's important. It's important that uh, everyone involved um, uh, and everyone who will respond to the report allows allows it to take its course. Um, so I'm really careful about not um, not giving an opinion without seeing the, the detail of the investigation. Like you've just got to be fair to everyone, the players, their families, um, to Alistair Clarkson and, and Chris Fagan and others. We've got to be fair to everyone and allow that without without providing that additional commentary. What what I would say, Ash, is you, you've got to you've got to deal with what's before you, and and it will be up to the board to go into that report in detail and work out what actions need to be taken by the club. But it's also it's this is this is the latest incident, and that, and this is what I want to stress. You know, I've I've had red flags about the culture of the club and its disengagement with members and with players um, back to uh, Cyril Rioli. And I know that, you know, Sam Mitchell as the senior men's coaches has been reaching out to Cyril and we've got to continue to encourage that. Um, so I, I, see, um, I see the cultural red flags, not just within this, these recent reports, um, but across, you know, the last few years. And there really does need to be a, um, a review of the culture of the Hawthorne Football Club. Yeah, no, thank you uh, for that, James. And um, I'm sure most, if not everybody, agrees with you in terms of looking into that um, situation and, and, and reviewing it um, holistically. Um, 
Jeff Kennett in his letter to members talked about the current board members and their skill sets and how they've selected a board with very specific skill sets for specific roles. Um, I just wanted to, I guess, give you the floor to be able to point out maybe to the members who are going to vote what skill sets you have and what you're looking to bring to the board and how you can utilise those skill sets. Yeah, thanks, Danny. And and I... I agree with with Jeff and other leaders. You want you want a a board um, where people are bringing different skills to the to the table. Um, I think we've been lacking in a few of the areas that I've talked about around culture, around strategy, and around governance. So, in terms of what what I can offer to um, Hawthorne members, I've had a twenty year parliamentary career. Uh, Deputy Premier for almost eight years, Acting Premier, a number of senior uh, uh, ministerial roles in government. Uh, the skills I bring to the table are around, around strategy, around governance, um, around infrastructure. When you talk about the Kennedy Centre, um, as an education minister, we have the biggest school building program in the history of the state. So um, I know, a, and, and, that, and that engagement with government, I think is critical for, um, elite football clubs. You know, you you need to be able to effectively engage and respectfully engage, not just with the AFL, but with state and federal and local government. And I can bring those skills to the uh, to the table. So that's in a nutshell: um, passion, experience, engagement with gov with government, and um, you know, I would ensure I would do my best as a as a leader on the board to ensure that. Uh, the club delivers governance and engagement with members, doesn't just talk about it. Okay, so probably just further to that then, James, um, I, I guess uh, that there's significant question around, you, you know, you mentioned um, getting out of pokies and you mentioned um, that the Tasmania, the direction we're heading Tasmania-wise. In terms of funding and the Kennedy Centre and then your political pull, um, being able to bring a significant amount of additional funding through means um, for the Kennedy Centre. But probably then the other question as part of that is, um, well, we've got a lot of followers through uh, all of our platforms on Hawks Insiders and straight away um, through no fault of your own, but um, potentially as a result of, um, you know, Jeff having been on board for so long, there is absolutely a sentiment out there with some members around uh, we don't need another politician on our board. So how would you respond to that? Um, so, so I guess a, a bit of a two-part question there. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, thanks, Andrew, for the, for the question. And, you know, it is, um, it is a bit of a two-edged sword because if, you're, um, uh, if, if, if you've come from a, a career in politics, um, automatically you've got a bit of a hurdle with half of the half of the population half of the membership base maybe more who knows um, but uh, I think the the beauty of um, the beauty of football clubs is for, for supporters and members uh, you, you you come there with a love for the club and it it doesn't matter about your political persuasion your gender your sexuality um, whatever you all you all come together for um, uh, for the love of the club and what you can do for the club. Um, what, what I would say to um, members thinking about that, you know, why do we need um, an, another, another politician? It's a, um, uh, 
have a look at the have a look at the skill sets that I that I can bring to the table and um, what I've been able to deliver in government. Um, it's important to have um, people around the table who understand how, why, and when decisions are made at, at a government level and can engage with a government. Um, and that's and that's what I can bring to the table. It's one thing I can bring, but there's uh, a whole lot of other engagement. Um, as education minister and minister for mental health, um, a lot of engagement with um, indigenous indigenous leaders in 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 this state. Um, that's something else that I can I can bring to the table. Um, a, a focus on mental health, a focus on on culture and governance. So I, I bring a range of skills to the board, and um, hopefully people can look past the um, uh, the, the 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 political uh, persuasion of the. Uh, of, of myself as a nominee and and you know every everyone who nominates for the board um may well be involved uh in other political parties um you know that's that's part of the fabric of uh, of our life jeff kennett wears many hats has worn many hats and still wears many hats one is an ex-premier um a lot of hawthorne people were uncomfortable with his with his what at times seemed personal attacks on Dan Andrews and to a lesser degree, the government um, during the, the pandemic. Was he wrong to be doing that? Is it, when you're the president of an AFL club, is it, uh, should he have uh, watched his P's and Q's or is that Jeff being Jeff? And how, how was it received around, are you talk about the cabinet table, how was it received around the cabinet and within the, the ranks of the Labor Party when Jeff often went hard? And was there a thing, well, Hawthorne, we're not gonna look after Hawthorne if they need anything, as long as he's, he's coming at us like this. Uh, no, there, 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 there wasn't that ash. I mean, in terms of um, in terms of Jeff um, and his attacks on um, a Labor government, you know, that's uh, that's that's Jeff being that's Jeff being Jeff, and it's been part of the course for um, uh, for, for for decades. Um, uh, so, um, you know, that's that's just a bit of color color and movement. Um, there are many. Uh, former politicians that you know like to have their say on what the what the current government of the day is doing and, and whether they're doing a good job or not. Um, I, I think my my criticism, if there's any, um, you, you've got to you've got to work constructively with with any government of the day on on that project, um, and that's something that I that I can bring to the table. Um, this is this is a good project. It stacks up. It delivers for the local community, and that's why the local council are in favour. Um, and it delivers in spades for um, for the future of this football club, both the men's and the and the women's program, and um, and success in the future. So, um, yeah, that's probably. Uh, I, I'm I'm really I'm really keen not to, and and this is how I feel. Um, this isn't about personalities. Uh, and and I've stressed a, a number of interviews that I've had um, since I put my hand up to, to nominate Ash is that there are great people right now working at the club, volunteering for the club, on the board of the club. There are great people doing great things and working tirelessly. I, I think um, we're a club where we're not getting everything right and success success requires everything being um, uh everything coming together 
in the at, at the right time to deliver a, a premiership. Um, the the other thing I would say is that I want I want success. You all want success. You know, everyone wants success in our uh, for our men's and women's teams. But we also want to be proud of our club, and we also want our club to be respected in the football community and outside of the football community in the broader community. And that's, I think, we are not there right now. Do you think the family club, and I've, I'm on record writing this, and uh, Ed Sill, fellow board aspirant, said that last night on our Twitter spaces. He thinks Hawthorne should not call itself the family club for the time being. It's actually misleading. Do you have a position on that? I, I would agree we're not the family club right now. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel that we are. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you, if you put Ash as a straw poll out to um, all the supporters um, that, that follow this program, I think the majority of people would, would agree with that. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't think, um, I don't think we can say hand on heart that, that is, um, that's the correct moniker for the club right now. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stop calling us the family club. Um, I think, but we need to say um, quite clearly, we aren't right now and we need to get back to being the family club. What's the first step back to being the family club? Uh, it, it's things, it's things, Ash, for example, um, you know, Jeff, Jeff has said publicly, oh, oh, this is just a bump in the road. Um, he writes to members and says, hello, happy hawkers. You know, I, if you don't acknowledge that there, is, that there is a problem that we need to fix and we need to all come together to fix it, then it never gets resolved. I've, I've been, um, I have said that the club did the right thing by at least taking some action on, on these on these latest reports, but um, I think we've got to stop deluding ourselves by um, uh, trying to portray as if there's nothing wrong at all. Because I don't think that's I don't think that's how Hawthorne members feel. I don't think it's how a lot of former players or their families feel. Last question, and this has been wonderful, James. Been uh, your candor has been fabulous. Um, so there's the board battle, which you're part of. There's also a separate uh, battle for the presidency between Peter Nankerville and Andy Gowers. Do you care to, or do you wish to publicly endorse one or the other at this stage? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm endorsing um, Andy Gowers and, and quite strongly, Ash, um, for a couple of reasons, one, one positive and one, and one negative. Um, on, the, on the positive side, I think um, Andy brings the right... Um, the right set of skills and experience and, and passion to the, to the role. Uh, he's someone who um, understands what success is and, and how to get there as, as, a, as a premiership player with the club. Uh, but also importantly for me, it's, it's his experience of success and the lead up to success in other organisations. Like he was at the Brisbane Lions in the lead up to their triple premiership after having won a premiership as a player. Uh, he was a director of the um, at, at the club during our most recent success. He's had success in other organisations. He is um, successful in in 
his business pursuits outside of football, um, I, I think he's the type of leader that will be able to bring bring the club together. So that's that's my positive reason for supporting um, Andy Gowers as president. On the negative side, look, I've I've had a I've had a sit down chat with Andy, and I've had a sit down chat with Peter Nankerville. Um, I, I like Peter. He's a, he's a nice guy, and and like everyone involved in the club, loves the club. Uh, but the one thing he said to me, Ash, was um, he said he sees himself as a transitional leader. And you asked me at the beginning, you know, what were the moments where you, d- you decided to put your hand up? That was one of the moments. And he said this to me a couple of months ago that he sees himself as a transitional leader. And uh, that's it's just not what the club needs right now. We need someone who is absolutely committed um, to getting the best out of the football club and not being um, someone who transitions as part of, um, you know, Jeff Kennett's board for a, you know, a, a short period of time. So for those two reasons, I think um, Andy Gowles is the, is the best one for, um, for the role of president and I'll be, I'll be backing him. All right, we, uh, it's a very uh, strong, no, she finished off lead story <laughs> to finish up on. Um, so James, we thank you for your time on, on Hawks Insiders uh, to have a chat about the election. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's our strong, I said this earlier, it's our strong suspicion that the club's very fortunate that all the candidates are worthy. And it's a shame in a way that not everybody can come on because I think everybody uh, has something to offer. Certainly Ed on our spaces and you as well, both got loads to offer the club. But the, as we said, the existing board members who are also standing have also made significant contributions. So it's going to be a... Uh, Interesting old time over the next few weeks. We thank you for your time. We good. wish you best of luck for, well, we know where your heart is on uh, November 20, whatever it is. Um, if you're, you're stepping down, uh, we hope that goes well for you. And then obviously we hope everything goes well for you also in the Hawthorne election to follow. So thanks for your time, uh, giving up your busy time to join us uh, on the podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ashley, uh, Daniel and Andrew. It's been good. Cheers. Right, thanks, James. Good to, good to thanks, talk James. to you. Thanks, James. Cheers, James. And thanks for everybody for joining us on this podcast on the Hawks Insiders. Uh, don't forget, uh, $5 a month, $50 a year for the best Hawthorne online content there is. Join us again on The Spaces uh, next uh, next Thursday night as we uh, move closer to the, the, the draft. In particular, don't forget Cal Toomey joining us on 17th of November for a draft preview. So thanks everyone for listening to Hawks Insiders and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks and goodbye.